You know, we would really like circumstances to be okay, but you know, circumstances are always going to be challenging. Yeah. But what I can do is deal with the matters of my own heart. Thank you for joining us for the Blended Kingdom Families podcast. This podcast is for blended families, the people who love them, and anyone who just wants to improve their marriage and family relationships. BKF exists to break the cycle of divorce, equip marriages, and unite blended families with the truth of God's Word. It is our hope that today you will receive biblical guidance and practical resources that will bring unity and peace to create your thriving, healthy home. Let's jump in. Hey guys, Scott and Vanessa with Blended Kingdom Families. We are so excited that you're here with us today. If you haven't already, please take an opportunity, like this video, share this video, and please subscribe. We would love to alert you when new videos come out every week. And today... Today, you guys, we have some amazing guests with us. We have Bob and Audrey Meisner with us. They are in the house, well, via Zoom, but they are still in the house. So yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome, Bob and Audrey. We're so excited to have you all with us here today. Thank you. We love yeah. your vision of what you're doing. And we love your listeners. We love that they, they care enough about marriage and family to just invest in it like this. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. So it's really a treat to be able to meet you yeah. and to, you know, just share, you know, like heart mm -hmm. and yeah. just, you know, restoring back, you know, yeah. to the heart of the individual the value and the safety that marriage brings. Mm. Oh, I love that. Well, you guys, Bob and Audrey, they're absolutely amazing. They are best-selling authors, ministry founders, and they have partnered together in full-time ministry for over 20 years. So we have so much that we can learn from you guys. Um, they met in Bible school. They've been married 37 years. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me, let me, let me. 37 years of marriage. We have, yeah. we have like seven and some change. Yeah. yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, 30 more years, that's a long time. That, you guys, all you're saying it's is okay. that it's okay, we're old, we get it's it. It's okay, <laughs> just say it, yeah. just say it. Wow, we have an old couple with us today. No. Well, yeah. I love that, and I always say this, Scott and I always gravitate to the people who have been married for a long time because Forever. I'm like, they have the wisdom, tell us everything, well, yeah. you know. This, so. this week we actually celebrated our yeah. 37th anniversary. Yes, on Wednesday, yeah. yes. After a big, big day of work, yeah. you know, we went out for a very private romantic dinner. Yeah. And Audrey says, I didn't get you a card. I said, I didn't get you one either. I said, oh, good. Let's just say the Yeah, card. so let's just say these nice, romantic, <laughs> loving things to each other. And I said, well, on the outside of my card, it would say, we made it. On the inside, it would say, barely. <laughs> <laughs> so hard this was like a quiet beautiful restaurant yeah. i was laughing so hard i was like okay that's yeah. super romantic you, you know but <laughs> you know what we do you know yourselves included is that we don't want you know couples just to survive yeah just to make it through that barely stage right you know but i want you know, our listeners today to be able to really thrive in life and love. Yeah. You see, I want you okay. to really enjoy married life yeah. together to, you know, to laugh with the kids and to have a, mm. you know, hope, you know, for their future. And even though marriage takes investment, we're kind of trying to just, just blow up the myth that marriage is hard because, that. because mm. we want to find a place of rest with yeah. each other that we're so safe as yeah. people. We love peace. Yeah. And because we've got Jesus healing our broken hearts, 
we get to enjoy yeah. this. So yeah, when we, I hear people say, "Oh, marriage is hard. It's hard." Well, I we understand. Get that it takes we, we can, we, you know, it priority. needs to have that intention. Yeah. But I think it needs to be far more enjoyed. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's such a great point. We actually yeah. uh, did a podcast not too long ago, and that was the exact point really? of the why millennials are not yeah. marrying is because right. nobody tells them it's really cool and really great <laughs> and, awesome. and fun. And yeah, there's some there's a couple of challenges here and there, but it is a good thing and it's great for you and it's very enjoyable. So yeah. we love that, that you said that and we love that that's what you want to convey because it is absolute. Yeah. If, if, if God designed it, it was good. Fun and good. So yeah. I, I 100% agree with that. Um, guys, I know y'all have written several books and we, yeah. and we, we love that. And obviously the, the listeners can look up all the books. We're going to highlight one, wake up smiling. Yeah. Um, and so love first question is just tell us kind of your heart behind this book, mm -hmm. uh, why you wrote it and, and what it means to you guys. Yeah. Well, it's actually a book that I wrote. It's a devotional, 40 day devotional. And, um, but it was really written from our experiences together, yeah. but it's really the fact that when we first have consciousness of thought after a good sleep, but those first waking thoughts can be the trajectory for the day. Mm -hmm. And we wake up in agreement, in alignment with heaven on earth, or we can, we can start to focus on everything that's wrong, or we can focus on everything that is his promises. Yeah. And if we can catch those first moments and establish that joy isn't just for certain personalities and joy isn't just for mm. certain situations or circumstances, and joy isn't even just for particular marriages, just the marriages that are good. Joy is our choice for every single person because it's kingdom, which I love that kingdom is in your ministry name, because the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy. Mm. And so, yeah, pandemic, yeah, politics, yeah, vaccines, whatever. Mm. We get to live in a whole above that kingdom. We're citizens of someone, something right. much greater. And so we think that joy is not, um, no one's disqualified, right. that everyone mm. can have joy. And this, you know, brings us to the place of, you know, bringing emphasis to the value of marriage, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. marriage is the illustration in the earth of how Christ loved the church. So, so mm. with that being said, you know, what does that mean? Right. I think people should be able to take a look at our life together as a married couple and be able to say almost with mystery, yeah. you know, wow. So that's what God looks like. Yeah. And it's not that it's perfect. It's not no. that we've got everything right. No. But you see, this is what love looks like. Yeah. This is what forgiveness Harmony. looks like. You know, this yeah. is where you be, you're able to find a place of rest and safety and comfort. Yeah. And I just, I think, I think Rishnan is so perfect and so amazing. I want to jump into, um, <laughs> well, you know what I mean? We like, are amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everyone can relate to all this. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Well, I think the, the thought that I had is anybody who's watching this, at least at this point, a couple of minutes in, they're like, yeah. this couple hadn't been through anything. Like this <laughs> couple right. is just yeah. this couple is just singing tunes, worshiping oh. Jesus, and waking up smiling. And that's <laughs> all they yeah. that's all they've ever yeah, done. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, pretty much it. And let me tell you, I know a little bit of the story here, and I'm gonna tell you, you guys have walked amazing. with Jesus through your story. And oh, uh, so definitely, gosh. please get into that. 
Can we right. just tell just the synopsis of that real yeah, quick? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've been married, we've been ministry our whole lives. We've been married 37 years, like you said. But 17 years into our marriage, mm-hmm. you, I thought no, you no, no, me yeah. the tap. I, I did a yeah. lot earlier than oh, this. Oh, and I missed it? And you missed it. So now I'm going to full on. Now go. we're past it. <laughs> we do the tap. So let's too. just keep going. <laughs> do you guys tap too? Yeah. All right. We, we do the under the table tap. My turn. Right, right, my right, turn. Right, my right, turn. Right. Anyway, yeah. okay. Um, so 17 years into our marriage, um, we were really busy. And I think a lot of couples can relate to this. So busy that this became like a side-by-side relationship. It was like, I do what I do. You do what you do. The connection points happen sometimes, but not that great. But we're busy doing good things. So we think everything's fine. And what a lot of people, you know, begin to think is that if I'm experiencing you know, difficulty, hardship, we're not getting along, we become even more busy. We create more activity. Mm-hmm. You know, we try a little harder. We we give a little more someplace else. And so, you know, just even as, as we start, you know, to all of our listeners, I, I would just very simply say, you know, beware of the barrenness of busyness. Yeah, it's good. You know, of activity, you know, where, and, we, and we're still missing, you know, one another. And yet, for Audrey and I, we were very busy doing really, really good things. And I will also say that I grew up in a family that really didn't fight. And so I was not familiar with negativity or fighting. Mm-hmm. And so when we got married and stuff happened and disappointments took place, I tried to bring it up. But when it got when it when it rose up in conflict, I shut down and I started to perform and I started to, in the deepest part of me, live a lonely life that I had no capacity to share my feelings and just would journal to God. But I never talked to Bob about what was truly happening because I wasn't good at conflict. So I avoided it completely. And I performed to a way that Bob thought we had a perfect marriage because I made sure that we never fought. And that develops year after year into a very thirsty thirsty place. And I would Mm -hmm. say that I became quietly desperate. And because I was giving to others all the time, I, I got extremely in the depths of me, very good on the outside and very, um, full of desperation. And, and in this place, um, a young guy started coming to our church and he started doing little things like just saying, does anyone really see how hard you work? Does anyone see what you do in a day? And I went, he, he looked and he saw and he noticed and he said something. And in my thirsty heart, it was like he gave me a cold drink. And I went, oh, you noticed. And then he said, does anyone, like, do you even know how beautiful you are? And then all of a sudden, oh, that drink felt pretty good. Good thing. We need to get you a girlfriend. You know what I mean? And then, but I, but then I started to, to, to take it. I used to take that drink and I started to make time for him and he became a friend. And then that friendship turned into a sexual affair. And that was something I never in a million, trillion, trillion years dreamed that I was capable of. But when, when you're really thirsty and someone hands you a drink, um, I went there. Desperate people in any form of desperation, it can really do some shocking things. Yeah. yeah. Even against their own character. Mm-hmm. Because, again, you don't get married to make each other's life miserable. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't get married to make, you know, to make it difficult. Mm-hmm. But you're so often unaware of the barrenness, yeah. you know, of the dryness, yeah. of, of mm-hmm. the void. 
And then all of a sudden you begin to take a look. And, and this is what, you know, the, the, the strength of a, of a temptation is, is that you believe that that can satisfy yeah. or, or bring a sense of relief mm-hmm. apart from God. Mm-hmm. You know, that, and I can manage this, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can, you know, I can pick it up or I can put it down. I can enjoy it yeah. and, and then, mm-hmm. you know, step away. I thought I could control this. Yeah. I remember even thinking to myself, I'm so glad I can be friends with this guy because I would never, I said those words, I would never. And those three words are a reveal of spiritual pride. Mm-hmm. I don't need God here. Mm-hmm. I can, I can, I've got this. Yeah. Yeah, those are the, I will never, I, I say it's the three words to the inner vow and the inner vow is yeah. where we make ourselves the God above ourselves in that area of our life. And so, yeah. I, I mean, exactly to your point, Audrey, wow. No, yeah. I, it, it's extremely powerful. And, yeah. and, and again, you know, I wish we had, uh, th- this story is an hour, two hour long pack, unpacking. It, it's, right. There's so many so, intricacies to so this. Yeah. Uh, but having walked through that, yeah. now that the listeners know, like, yeah. hey, what what did I see ten minutes ago, and now what do I know? Yeah. How would you say? How would you guys say that you overcame the anger, forgiveness, getting mm. over that part of your life mm. um, that, in that case, was an extramarital affair? Uh, but right. I'm, I'm sure our listeners, there are other things that are that pile on in marriage. You know, that yeah. people yeah. are anger about, for, have lack of forgiveness. Um, how do you move past that? Such a yeah. good question. In, in the moment, you know, you, you kind of lose your mind. Right. And it's real important to get help. Yeah. You know, that's the first thing. We don't stand alone. Right. And so we did. And it was then about three weeks later that we found out that as a result of the affair, mm. Audrey was pregnant. Right. You know, and so that, you know, it was almost as though, oh, we could manage getting through a betrayal, but now what do we do, you know, with a baby? And now our children are going to have to pay because this baby won't look like the other kids. The kids are way older now. We're in public ministry. It's scandalous. I'm just going to, I'm not going to lie. It's it's full on scandalous. So the baby, we got through the pregnancy. We're going to get to that question. The baby was born, Bob, when, when the little boy was born. Well, I, I, I made, I mean, it was again, many, many stories we could share. Sure. But my greatest fear in the process, yeah. you know, of of really doing all that I could to rescue our family, mm. my greatest fear was, would I be able to love this baby as my own? Mm-hmm. Or will this baby forever be a reminder of the betrayal and the rejection? I recognize mm-hmm. that I had a deficiency. I had a limited capacity for love. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, here I'm wanting to, you know, to forgive and it's going to be okay, but I got a problem. Mm -hmm. And the problem is me. Mm. You see, this baby is innocent. Mm. This baby didn't ask for this. And so in in my journey, and this, you know, leads to it, is just, Mm. you know, we would really like circumstances to be okay. But, you know, circumstances are always going to be challenging. Yeah. But what I can do is deal with the matters of my own heart. Mm. So I'll just say this is that, you know, when my son was born and I and I and I use that those words with intent. When my son was born, Mm. when our son was born, I gave him my name, Robert. 
because I don't ever want him to question a day in his life whose boy he is. He's my son and he belongs. Mm. And so that was, you know, really big on our part. But then, you know, what happens is that you make some right choices. And I think it's important Mm. to make right choices. You allow others to come alongside you. Mm. And sometimes Mm. you just got to make the right choice. But the challenge is, is that that only lasts for so long, you know, and and that's when marriage does get hard, when marriage becomes difficult, when all I'm trying to do is modify my behavior, manage my anger, you know, navigate our differences, you know, then it's then it's a constant giving and taking and, you know, monitoring and controlling and it becomes exhausting. So two years later, we are right back to where mm-hmm. we began. Mm-hmm. We're back into ministry. We're back into doing the same. And all of a sudden we realized life got busy again. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, we were living really, you know, these parallel lives again. Mm-hmm. You've got your role and responsibility and I've got mine. And we're missing the benefit of our union of oneness. So neither of us wanted this, but then we had to be really begin to work through, you know, just this, this thing called forgiveness. Yeah. When did forgiveness begin? It began that very first moment she told me of the affair. Yeah but I only was able to forgive to a small capacity. Mm. I forgave again the next day and the next day. And and it was over a process and a season of time. Yeah, it was like we were in this journey of Mm -hmm. forgiveness. I think people get, the the myth is that you forgive once and for all and then it's done. Mm. And you can only forgive. And my repentance came in layers. Like in order to have a sexual affair, my heart had hardened. I had developed disrespect for Bob, like a whole bunch of stuff had happened for me to even get to that place. So I repented and I was sorry, but was I just sorry? Like I I confess, no one ever told me to tell him. I I confess before I ever knew I was pregnant. I said, I broke up the affair after three weeks and said, Bob, I want you. Like, I mean, I, I did choose right, but my heart needed a lot of softening. Mm-hmm. So in order to, for me to, um, after Robert was about two years old, by the way, he's like 20 now, like he's upstairs doing <laughs> online college. So, so this was a little, this was a little, while, a little ago. while ago. Okay. <laughs> but I, it's easy sometimes in to allow yourself to, you know, when you, you have the memory yeah. and attached to the memory is that emotion. And I like feeling that because at my deepest place, you see why I get a little weepy or sensitive because mm. at my lowest, that's where I really experience extravagant love yeah. like none other. Yeah, It's in those places mm. where I have been so loved. When I go back and I remember, Jesus, you loved me there. Mm. Yeah. You love me when it was so You awful. rescued me. You, carried, you made a way for me. You carried You see, me. you came to yeah. me in my brokenness yeah. and, and you made a way. You see, there's no other love like that. And mm-hmm. so when that happens, then all of a sudden, the hardness of my heart melts away and there's an increased capacity 
Mm. You know, and there's a grace from God for his realities and his promises to actually become mine. Yeah. So when you think about the soft heart, having a softened heart, and the only way you get a soft heart is just by literally experiencing Jesus, not just praying to an empty sky, but like just creating a secret place where you say, wow, I see you in me, Jesus. And that happened to me. I got a soft heart. Then I started to, I had to let go of trying to change him because he was. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Because, you know, my whole, like I was managing the situation. Did you hear? Like I performed my whole life. So that's what I went back into is Mm -hmm. I'm going to be so perfect that even though I have this other baby that doesn't look like the other kids, you're going to love me because I'm going to be so perfect that one day I'll be enough that you'll forgive me. And that, that, that just takes so much work. It takes so much work. And I was so exhausted. And after Robert was about two years old, I finally just cried out to God. And I said, I have nothing left. I'm going to snap. I have nothing more to be perfect. I've been so tired for two years. I've taken judgment from the public. I've, I've taken it all and I repent and I'm sorry, but what more can I do to be perfect? And then I had that God moment where I said, I, how am I supposed to live with a depressed man? Cause I broke him. Like he's broken now and it's all my fault. How do I live with a depressed man? And I heard the voice of Jesus say, changing Bob isn't your job. And I, I know it sounds so simple, but I actually let it go. I said, Jesus, when I think about him and his problems, I'm actually going to say, Jesus or Father, I trust you with I that. Trust you. And then mm-hmm. he goes, good. Now let me heal your broken heart. And then he started to heal my broken heart. And I was carrying grief that I hadn't let go of until I let him go and stop making him my project. Now Jesus goes, now let me heal you. Let's start the actual grieving process after two years. Now you're going to make this about mm-hmm. you. Bob didn't even know that I was doing all this stuff. Like this was all later. I told him. Mm-hmm. I'm working through my stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're working through our stuff. We individually have to work through our stuff. And I just, and, and Jesus just started to heal my broken heart. And then I had a, another moment. We can have God moments whenever we feel like it, by the way. We don't have to be in a certain service or at a certain, <clears throat> whenever we want them, we say, God, I'm going to close my eyes. Just come to me in my secret place. But I saw myself two years after um, I was in such grief and shame, wearing such a cloak of shame. And I saw myself in this beautiful meadow with Jesus and he was smiling at me. You guys, he was smiling into my face and he said, Audrey, will you see yourself the way I see you instead of the shame cloak that calls you names and labels you? Will you just see yourself the way I see you? And I said, yes, he was smiling at me. And I said, yes. And that cloak of shame broke off. And I was wearing this beautiful white robe of righteousness. And and that's since that day, that was like probably 18 years ago, that shame has never come back. Because I am, I am choosing to not let other people tell me who I am. And guess what? I make the best wife when I'm not carrying shame for what I did. I make the best mom. I get to, I get to walk in healing and righteousness, peace and joy because I'm not wearing this shame. That was me forgiving myself. But then that, Bob was there when I had that God yeah, moment yeah, yeah. and he saw me because people were, this couple yeah. was praying for me. I said, Bob, I see myself and I'm wearing righteousness and I'm free. I'm free from the prison. I'm free. And then the people went to him and they said, Hey, Bob, like, can we pray for you? Cause you've got serious mm-hmm. issues of unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. They yeah. prophesied to you, Bob. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And said, yeah. And I'm like, wow, you guys are real perceptive. You yeah. know, like, <laughs> Whoa. You know how profound. Yeah. And, uh, but the, but, my friend told me, he says, Bob, you're not ready yet, are you? And I said, no, I'm not. Because what I saw 
demonstrated right before my eyes. Mm -hmm. Here, here was the judgment of my heart. That's not fair. Mm -hmm. See, what she experienced isn't fair. You're the one that steps outside of the marriage. You're the one that has an affair. You're the one that's impregnated by another person. And I've done everything right to keep our family together. Mm -hmm. And now you get to have a God moment and you get to go free. Meanwhile, I'm having to carry mm. the burden. You know, I'm, I'm having to carry the images, yeah. you know, of what took place. And I'm wrestling and I'm struggling with all these things. But what my heart said is, that's not fair. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm here to say, <laughs> the gospel isn't fair, but rather it's free. Mm. Free to whomever will believe. Mm. So good. And that was me that next day. You see, as Bartimaeus came to Jesus, Jesus asked him, he says, Bartimaeus, what do you want? And he says, I want to see. But better phrasing what Bartimaeus actually asked, Jesus actually asked Bartimaeus was this. Bartimaeus, what are you willing for me to do for you? Mm. Is there a willingness in our heart? You know, because forgiveness is the greatest gift I could give myself. Mm. And, I, and I have a quote here from Lewis Meads, and it says this, forgiving doesn't erase the bitter past. A healed memory is not a deleted memory. Instead, forgiving what we cannot forget creates a new way to remember. Mm. We change the memory of our past into a hope for our future. Mm. You see, this is, the tr this is transformation, not just you know, changing behavior, but this is the divine exchange of my life for his of my thoughts for his, of my ways for his. So that next day, I just began to revisit, you know, just every single memory, every vain imagination that every, I every, had created. Every visual, yeah, of, every visual. Me, of me with the other person, because that's what people struggle with, are those visuals. Of and, you yeah. and, and I just really knew that God was with me. Had I forgiven before? Yes. Hmm. But forgiveness has its completed effect. And I just, I forgave and I forgave. I wept and I cried and I forgave again. This is two years later. Mm. And then, you know, there was one image that I had created of the moment she became pregnant. I didn't, I didn't visit that one too often because every time that I did, I'd become so enraged and I'd always want to point my finger in judgment, you know, and say, how could you do this to me? You call yourself a Jesus girl, and yet you give yourself like that. I mean, the judgment and the rage would come up. But I heard the whisper of God, and I love the whisper of God because he whispers, you know, not to make it difficult for us to hear, but rather he whispers, I believe, so that we know, sorry, <laughs> so that we know how close he really is. Mm. When you hear a whisper, yeah. he's close. Yeah. And then he asked me this simple question. He says, Bob, will you allow my love to be made complete in you? Would you go to her and rescue her? Mm. And so in my mind's eye, I did. And I'm telling you, it was done. 
You see, it's, it's not the anger, it's not the hatred, it's not the bitterness. All that is, is an indicator that his love has not yet been perfected in me. You see, it's, it's almost as though there's a deficiency, you know, that I have. And, but there's this device, I'm going to put this off, but in putting it off, I'm going to put on. Mm-hmm. And that's the exchanged life. And so, when Bob stepped yeah. into that visual, he says he could see me actually pulling me away from that situation and holding me in that moment. And then I came to him even that night mm-hmm. and you just started holding me. And we fell in each other's arms after two years. And then it was like in that moment, it was done. Yeah. Like the forgiveness had had its... It culminated in this amazing moment. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fear, yeah. you know, that drives individuals' yeah. lives. Mm-hmm. And, and behind that fear, there's hurt. There's all kinds of evidence that we've gathered that substantiate those fears. But what? how do we best eradicate and deal with the fears of my heart? Perfect love expels all fear right. jesus will you come and, and love, love me you, here love me, love. and i just for your listeners too like as they're listening to this is it hard to forgive yeah but when you see yourself with jesus and he's loving you and he's holding you it just melts away that hard heart and you're able to receive so much mercy just filling you up mm-hmm. that it actually overflows to that other person and then when you've been that loved, that mercy flows mm. to the other person. And then it's not hard. Then you just send away the offense, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's so incredible. So good. I know we've, we've, um, we haven't let, it, had let you talk at all. No. <laughs> no. It's, it's, I, well, I, I just, I'm, wow. Let, I am, let me say something really quick. Okay. I, I think, you know, and we've done a lot of podcasts. Uh, this is probably the only one that I've really felt such a peace about. I just want to be quiet and let you talk. Yeah, <laughs> like I think, I just, I think there's so much freedom yeah, in what yeah. you guys just said for people who are listening and who've walked through that or who are experiencing that and hearing your story is they're going like, oh my gosh, if Jesus and Christ saved their marriage, yeah, the same, I, the same hope like that can happen for us. And I just, if anybody yeah. is listening or watching this, you know, <clears throat> receive that, receive exactly what you guys were talking about, about, you know, being in God's presence and just receiving his love for you. Um, Well, you know, we talk a lot and we deal with a lot of people who have a tremendous amount of pain in their past. And, you know, your story is very unique. Yeah. Uh, It is extremely emotional. Mm -hmm. It's extremely current. You yeah. know, you live this current day to day to day. And we talk all the time about what Jesus can do in your life and in your blended family mm-hmm. and in your yeah. marriage. And I don't think people really understand what's possible. Yeah. They don't <laughs> get it. They it's just true. they just don't. They don't they they'll they'll give it all day long. And say, well, he's he's possible over there, but he's not possible right here. He can do that, but he probably can't do this. Mm. Um, and 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 I think blended families, you know, you guys are in a unique situation where you're married and you're going through forgiveness together. Uh, I think a lot of blended families need to go through forgiveness, but their spouse is no longer with them. 
They're divorced, they're in their background, and, and, they're, and they're walking through this in a different way. I just love your encouragement. I love that you put it out there so unashamed of like what yeah. Jesus is capable of um, and, and embrace the fact that people aren't perfect. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's okay, and 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 we can we can move past this. So again, I uh, is is a great testament to what is capable in, in the hands of Jesus. And I and I love I love your heart for this, Bob. It's it's anybody who hears. Yeah, this I'm story. over here just trying to like hold everything. When when men cry, I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, I mean, everything that you guys have talked about. I mean, like I just yeah. was. I kept hearing just like the heart from the Father. I mean, to go through the fire of what you guys went through and come out not even smelling like smoke. Wow. You know, I mean, there are so many people who are just in those hard seasons and, you know, our ministry, Scott and I started a project last July called the Blended Kingdom Project. And we've interviewed, I think to date, 53 blended families from all over the world. And we do a survey, and in that survey, we ask what um, what were the reasons for your divorce, and ninety percent are because of adultery or yeah. extramarital yeah. affairs. And so I know yeah. that there's so many people yeah. who are listening and watching this today, and you know maybe yeah. they're in that situation or they've just come out of it. Um, but like you said, guy said, you know, what Jesus did for y'all, you guys, he can do that for everyone. He's in the business of miracles. I mean, impossible is where he begins. I mean, it's just what he does. And when you're in a situation where you're just like, there is no way out of this. Yes, there is with Jesus. And well, and and I'll just add one more thing. I know we're running, we're getting close on time, but what he, like you said, where he starts is impossible. You guys didn't just go through this and are telling a story about what happened yesterday. This happened 18 years ago. And, and, and you've seen not only the restoration, but the continued restoration of what yeah. Jesus can do. Yeah. And he will do this. And if you're thinking, if you're listening to this, you're like, well, they're special. They were in ministry before. They knew how to get there quicker. They knew how to get there really quick and, because they were in ministry. That's not the case. No. It's available to every single mm-hmm. situation yeah. that's out there. Whether you are a brand new believer or you've been in ministry your entire life, it's right there. It's it's exactly what you said, Vanessa. It's where he begins, not where you can find him 20 years later. Mm-hmm. So love your love your heart for sharing that story. Yeah. Um, you guys, what, um, just, we're wrapping up, but, you know, if you had a blended family sitting right here in front of you, yeah, yeah. what nugget of cur- encouragement or advice um, would you guys want to impart to them today? Yeah, for, you know, when you take a look at a blended family, I think too often we feel as though that we've come from brokenness mm. and, and that I am mm. fragmented or that I am damaged. And because mm. of that, you know, we introduce a lot of complications. So my whole thing is, is that, you know, I always care for the individual. I love marriage, you know, and I love the family. But the only way for it actually to really work is when Jesus heals my heart. You see, what, what makes a whole marriage, it's, it's not, you know, you complete me and it's not 50-50. Mm-hmm. It's the Lord really healing all of me, me becoming a high-functioning me. Mm-hmm. And so then... and you know, me coming into Mm. this new marriage, I have to take personal responsibility for me, 
Jesus, make me whole. And then in that, you know, two people, because God is a God of multiplication, you know, and so one times one is one. So Lord, make me whole. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Love that. That's sweet. Well, guys, our final question that we ask every uh, uh, every person that comes on our podcast yeah. is our Uh-oh. ministry, Blended Kingdom Families. Yeah. What <laughs> is a blended kingdom family to you? Blended family. A blended <laughs> kingdom family is this. Because it's kingdom, all right, Jesus came to reveal the terms of the kingdom. And I believe that Family is an illustration or a demonstration of the extravagance of heaven Mm. on earth. Wow. You know, and so in all of our relationships, you know, Mm. might we reflect the realities of heaven? And and those are his promises actually becoming ours. And the kingdom is is this righteousness as it Mm. should be peace. I believe that it is the number one commodity that we will have as believers that will cause intrigue to those that are watching. In a world of unrest, in a world of uncertainty, when you've got peace, Hmm. you see, it's not the absence of conflict, war, or hardship, but rather the presence of someone, and that's King Jesus, and then joy. Joy is great. Joy unspeakable. Joy is my, joy is my favorite. Of, yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, brings us right back to where we started. Wake you up know, smiling. Wake up smiling. But you it. see, that's kingdom. Righteousness, as it should be, peace and joy. That's the kingdom of God. Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Hey, we had to bring, I, we, I want to get we had to bring the, the Ron Cannoli from the 80s yeah, into it. Yeah, I had oh my God. The Maracas, the Maracas, this is me playing the Moroccan right now. I love oh, yeah. It. Oh, yeah. I you guys it. are amazing. Oh, my gosh. We. You guys, thank you so much for just so being welcome. with us thank today. You. Y'all are just so awesome. And I know so many of our listeners and people who are watching are just going to be blessed Good. by this yeah. conversation. But before we jump off, you guys, tell us where our viewers and listeners can find you. Yeah, you can go to bobandaudrey.com. So it's the A-N-D is written. A-N-D-Bobandaudrey.com. We've got two different weekly podcasts. We've got free eBooks. That yeah, we yeah. love to give out to yeah. people about communication mm-hmm. and personalities. Yeah. And we just love everyone. And we want to support what you guys are doing. But as yeah. listeners, I hope that you'll join in with us as we figure out relationships. Yeah. The, wow. oh, our podcast is called All About Relationships. All About Relationships. Love it. Love yes. it. Awesome, guys, you guys. Definitely go check them out. Bob, Audrey, we have been absolutely blown away and blessed by the last, you know, 45 minutes with you guys. It's mm-hmm. truly been an honor. And yeah. we just honor you guys. We honor your story. We honor the your, work you're your doing. mission and work that you're doing. So keep going, keep staying strong. And uh, thank you for encouraging us. And we are excited about that. We're feeling yeah. the love and the hug. Yeah, I'm going to be reaching out for all the, the marriage advice. I'm like, 37 yeah. years is a lot. There's a lot, a lot I'm going to learn. Well, here's to a lot more. Yeah. Right. Guys, thank you all so much for tuning in with us today. I know that this episode blew you away. It is absolutely amazing. We hope you have a wonderful day. Be blessed in all you do today. We love you. <laughs> Take care. Hey guys, so glad you were here with us today and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And you can find more resources from Blended Kingdom Families at blendedkingdomfamilies.com. 
Join us again next time as we hang out with more amazing podcast guests. And remember, nothing will be impossible with God.